Blog Talk Radio. Live from Chicago and Las Vegas, you're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's Page One with LaVar and Mary on Blog Talk Radio. Page one. Hello. Good evening. Happy Friday, TGIF. It is the last page one for the month of June. Next when we meet, it will be July 4th weekend, but for now, we're going to uh, just coast our way out of this uh, next two last few days of June. And I am LeVar, and as always, I am joined by my wonderful friend Mary, who I hope, I hope, is feeling a lot more cooler than she was this time last week. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> well, of course I'm cool. I'm like awesome. But no, um, yes, I am cooler. I have actually two fans going, which is kind of the telltale sign. But it is not as awful as it was last week. Um, so a little bit more, as sad as this is, a little bit more quote unquote normal. Plus, we got rain yesterday, so some of that broke, too. What? It rained out there? Yes. Well, hmm. I use rain loosely. It was a Nevada rain. It was a southern Nevada rain. (laughs) So I use it very loosely. (laughs) You know, most of that heat has now traveled uh, upwards uh, into Oregon uh, and Washington State, which is seeing some heat warnings this weekend. I think it was about 108 in Portland. So, uh, which is really rare. Uh, with all of that, with all of that humidity, that got to suck up there. Yes. <laughs> so thinking about you guys up there tonight, um, stay cool. Uh, it seems that that's going to be almost the running uh, tagline here uh, every week here that we meet with you. Um it seems like there's so much going on today. Um, I do know, uh, I know this is usually a show, we're going to have a lot of topics tonight. I, I, I weighed heavily on making a commentary tonight on what occurred earlier today with the uh, George Floyd trial, but I would just say quickly that I hope that w- what has occurred today that uh, even though I know some people were hoping for one outcome, some other people were hoping for another outcome, that it is a stepping point in the closure for the family, uh, closure on this, but also the beginning of maybe some type of dialogue as to things that happen so that we don't go through this again. Because it's things like that, that that caused a lot of stress for a lot of people. And 
you know, when you look back in time at situations that happen, you wonder, well, if things happened this way, would we have gotten to this point now? Uh, you would hope that by today that the family is satisfied and okay. Uh, and I haven't had a chance to watch uh, any of the post coverage. I did watch it today. Uh, powerful stuff. Uh, you know, the court system, one other thing, I want to say something about the court system. It's always an amazing thing whether you sit on a jury or whether you are in a courtroom of how things go. And I actually have to say that the judge in this particular court pretty much, I mean, that's an example of how courtrooms should be run, how things should go. I mean, you usually get some court cases where the judge uh, either tries to do too much or doesn't do enough, but uh, Judge Cahill on this one pretty much did everything how you would want a judge to run uh, a trial, and, and kudos to uh, him uh, for making everything go so smoothly. But um, I know and we call ourselves page one, but I just kind of want to get that off of the uh, off the bat here before we kind of get into the rest of the show because we're trying Friday nights we try to be a little bit more looser. We try not to do too heavy on news, but it is just something I know that we couldn't pass up today. Um, but with that being said, we got a lot to talk about tonight. A lot to talk about tonight. Yes, and some I hope fun we could stuff too. In one hour, huh? <laughs> I said, and some fun stuff too. Yes, we got some fun stuff. We always have fun stuff here. Um, when serious news accounts, we'll talk about it. This is why it's news and comment, blog talk radio. So that it would, I would be remiss if I did not mention news or things that was happening. It's not like we got a blind eye to it. We know what's going on. It's just that sometimes we hope that this is a respite from that heavy news of the day. It may come in form of a commentary or in uh, something slight. We're not going to do an entire hour on it. <laughs> if you want an entire hour on it, right. there's new news for that. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yes. But it's kind of like when you've got, like, the elephant in the room, you, you can't, like, just ignore it. So, um, correct, correct. But, yeah, no. Weather is doing well. Um, a lot tonight uh, in regards to what we're going to talk about. Um, in a few moments, we're going to pick back up from last week because there was a story about Misha Barton that I want to talk about. Uh, we'll do that first. Then we'll also have tonight's retro moment of the week. Um, and then we're going to go into uh, some fun things here, hopefully for you. Uh, I know uh, one of the things that I forgot to remind Mary about, uh, we're going to debut something new here if we have a little bit of time tonight. Uh, oh, yeah. We're going to do a top five she, she, she didn't do it, but I, I know that I did it. So I will have my list of the top five theme hotels in Las Vegas that I want to <laughs> <laughs> I think that some of you will I might be able to come up with five. Okay. Well, you know, during the show, while, you know, things are going on, I'm pretty sure you'll 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 have a few. But I, I've got five. I've got two honorable mentions because I think that caught the reason why. Uh, and I, I still need confirmation on this. But I, <laughs> I had heard that I think you told me that the the Hooters Hotel out there is now closed, correct? Correct. I believe so, but I am on Google. I will double check. 
I think someone told me that the hotel was renamed, but the Hooters is still in there. I'm not sure. But the reason why was that I thought that was disappointing because if there's going to be a theme hotel out there, you want it to be Hooters. And why not? I mean, it mixes with Vegas, you know. But if that is not there, I've got five other alternatives that you should have tonight. Um, <laughs> we'll definitely get into that. Uh, along that, we'll be looking at what's trending. And uh, pretty much, yeah, tonight, we're going to let this fly. I mean, where we where we stop is where we stop. We may be a little bit past the hour. Um, just a reminder to you, because I keep forgetting it every week, next 411 Lounge is coming up on July 11th, a Sunday night, uh, 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern. My guest will be Karen Fisher. Hope that you guys can tune in for that. Uh, besides that today, um, do you know what today is? Other than the 25th? <laughs> yes, other than the 25th. Uh, as that <laughs> rolls into our almanac. Uh, it is National Take Your Dog to Work Day. It is huh. also, I'm not sure how that would work for a lot of people. <laughs> um, it is National Strawberry Parfait Day. National Ooh. Catfish. Yeah. I love Strawberry Parfait. Remember when... Uh, KFC used to do parfaits. Yeah. But I do Maybe remember when McDonald's did one that was actually good. <laughs> <laughs> actually, they got a good parfait. They have one where it's got like the yogurt and the granola and uh, the strawberries and blueberries. It's really good. I can eat a few of those. Uh, okay. Okay. It is actually also National Leon Day. Okay. Do you have you ever heard of it? <laughs> no. <laughs> there is an actual. No, you're going to kick yourself when you think about this. There's actually a stupid reason, but National Leon Day marks June 25th as six months away from Christmas Day. Leon is Noel spelled backward, and is a day some crafters begin planning their homemade gifts and decorations. It can also be a day for those who miss the winter holidays to have a mini winter celebration in June. You're kidding me, right? No, I'm not kidding. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm making a face, and I know you can see it, but the people out there that can't see it, I'm making a face. Like, seriously, people. <laughs> if you're making a face, then you're really going to uh, not like tomorrow. I um, <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow is National Barcode Day. It is also National Coconut Day. National Beautician's Day is tomorrow. National Chocolate Pudding Day. And tomorrow... Chocolate pudding. Yes, and tomorrow is actually Summer's Giving, which is always the Saturday after the summer solstice. Uh, the day is designed to combine all the fun of summer with America's favorite Thanksgiving food. It's a celebration of life rooted in gratitude to be shared with the friends and food that make life fun. So, yeah. Turkey okay. is required in that. Uh, and then on Sunday, yeah. it is National, yeah, it's National Onion Day. It is also National HIV Testing Day. National Ice Cream Cake Day. Uh 
National Sunglasses Day, National Orange Blossom Day, and also National PTSD Awareness Day. And as we wear out the month uh, here, uh, National Insurance Day is on Monday, National Camera Day and Waffle Iron Day on Tuesday, and then on Wednesday, uh, National Media Watch Day and Social Media Day. I do hope that you're able to join Mary and I at our social media sites on Wednesday. So make Wednesday a day to join us on Social Media Day. So, uh, but yeah, no, Strawberry Parfait. See, that's the good thing. These All these things seem to like align each other each day with good food. You got Strawberry Parfait Day today, tomorrow Chocolate Pudding mm-hmm. Day, and then on Sunday Ice Cream Cake Day. And then what's the diet day? <laughs> Uh, I don't think there is one. <laughs> July 1st. Um, so just to go back, yes, Hooters has been closed and sold. It was sold in 2015, so I did remember that correctly. And it's now called the, I don't know if it's OYO or it's OYO Hotel and Casino. And you can tell uh, that I know this because I go down on, on the strip all the time. Yes, you're a constant visitor there. <laughs> Constant. I'm going to guess OYO. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh. yeah, it's O-Y-O, all caps. O-Y-O. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that was not right on so many levels. And I love it. <laughs> Oh, you know me. That's what this show's for. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know, but uh, no, later this afternoon, later this evening, we will have our list of the top five that should exist. And I'm surprised with the few of these, but I thought them up that they did not exist and that no one thought about them because the companies that in mind have money to actually do it. But to burn, yeah. I guess they do. Yeah, I guess they don't want to get involved, but yeah. So I wanted to clear up uh, last week because I feel like we got to take care of old business before we get to new business. So the story that I kind of held out on last week due to time limitations was a story about Misha Barton and how she said that she had felt pressure to lose her virginity while playing a sexually active teen on the O.C., And she said that the truth is, is that sexuality has always been a component of my career. Even from a young age, I was sexualized. And uh, she said, uh, she wrote this article uh, to help other young women in entertainment avoid the pitfall. She said that she suffered starting at the age of 13. She wrote the article for the Harper's Bazaar UK and said that the pandemic allowed her time to reflect upon the trauma she had been frightened to vocalize Uh, before due to fears of backlash or victim blaming. And she said she began recalling her time working on 1999's Pups, which also starred Burt Reynolds and uh, Cameron Van Hoy. And she said lead roles in coming-of-age films are always directly tied to sex and sexuality, and this was a prime example. She said it was for Pups that I had my first kiss on screen and in real life in front of an entire crew. The movie blew up in Asia, and I became a strange sex symbol over there. I was 13. And then she went on to address her time playing Marissa Cooper on the OC as an 18-year-old, and she explained that she felt that she was under a lot of pressure at work to meet, quote, needs, demands, and goals set by people much older than her 
and overplaying a character who lived a life much more wild than her own. And she said that she had a few breakdowns. No one questioned why she was having those breakdowns, and she became the target of nasty attacks when she was clearly expressing signs of needing help. Just because the pain is invisible, it doesn't mean it isn't there. And as she wrapped up her essay, she said that she finally knows what it means to be in control of her own sexuality and referenced what happened to other pop culture uh, tabloid target, uh, Britney Spears, uh, and a few others. So, uh, and a part of me, I guess when I read this, I, I came at it from two ways. Because if there is, I mean, she is a person who was playing a character who felt the need to be that character. I don't know what other pressures that came from within. But it made me think about people and also who aren't actors, people, real life, you and me, who, quote, uh, because they look a certain way or because of some type of assumption, uh, if those things happen not just to actresses, but even then, uh, how one would perhaps, I guess, get through that? I mean, has there ever been a time where you felt that someone had put you in a particular way where you feel you had to be that way? I guess is the question. Oh, yeah, all the time. I mean, that, 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 that happens all the time. That's, that's peer pressure, unfortunately, that's, that's, and unfortunately for, like, Lisa, she's got a lot more different, she's got different peers pressuring her and different pressures to have to either not succumb to or to succumb to. I think that's straight across the board. I think everybody felt pressure to be something either that they weren't or that they should have represented. Um, earlier this week, I, a friend of mine said, you know, people have told me that I'm not something enough because I don't look this part. Or, oh, don't worry about it. You, don't, you wouldn't understand. You're not blank. And that's a lot of pressure to be whatever just because of a look. Um, God, I, I, I hope, and I guess this is a parent's hope, that they taught their child enough that when they are pressured that they can make those decisions on their own and make mm -hmm. good decisions. I'm not going to say that there's never been a time that people have come to peer pressure, but it's not always something where somebody's, you know, gotten pressured by their peers and then after doing whatever they were pressured to do that they were upset that they did it. Does that make sense? No, it makes sense. It makes sense. So it really just comes I, I down do... to making sure that you're true to yourself, I guess. I'm surprised, though, that – and I know probably for her at that time, it's one of those things because I'm, I'm trying to walk the fine line here, and I don't want – I never want to do uh, uh, any type of or don't want to come across as uh, victim-blaming. And the thing is is that I'm highly surprised that even in an acting role, if she felt that way, why she probably did not go to maybe her manager or her parents and tell them about this stress or this need of not having to be that way, or did a lot of it 
come from her because a director maybe wanted her to act a certain way with just a role or there's that like discord between acting that part and thinking that people wanted you to be that way outside of acting or if the expectation came from people on set or if it came from maybe friends who had seen her in that role and thought she was the character that she played because a lot of times too you know that to me that's where I'm looking for the fine line because there's a lot of people who think that people on TV which I don't know why think that the people on TV play the characters and that they're that way in real life. Because how many times have you heard a story where somebody goes up to somebody in public and they're like, oh, my God, you're such a mean person. But that person on that show just played somebody mean, and over time they played somebody mean, but they're probably the nicest person on earth. You know, it's, it's like wrestlers. People sometimes, I think, lose the fine line of wrestling is sports entertainment. They're playing a role. And that's it. And, you know, outside of that, you know, they are, uh, you know, human uh, beings. Probably, the, yeah, they're human beings. It, well, it, it's it's kind of like the interesting thing with adult stars. I mean, I can't tell you how many times where people have said, "Hey, you know, that's my career." Outside of that, I'm a person that likes this, 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 and that. And I think that sometimes people think that 24/7, and maybe there are some <laughs> that 24/7. That's all they want to do is just have sex, but some don't. You know, they just see that as they're acting. That is their job. That's what they get paid to do. They're not doing it with everybody and know they do not ride in a van on a street and pick up somebody and it's filmed. The thing is, is that those are all staged. Hate to burst your bubble, but that's just what it is. But, um, but a lot of people use that, um, that realness and, and expect them to be that way, which is shocking that she never went to anybody to tell them, hey, look, yeah, this is kind of stressing me out. You know, I'm not that Unless type of the person. the people that she was stressing, yeah, no, the, maybe the persons that, or the people that she was stressing in those, in those positions were also pressuring her. Hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's I mean, it's I, I, I don't think so, but I, it, it's a possibility. Right. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting uh, article. If you have the chance, Harper's Bazaar UK uh, is where Misha Barton has that article. Um, another story that came out this week uh, is one in which this is very interesting. The Supreme Court has come out with a few rulings this week. And one of the rulings uh, that came out this week, in an eight to one ruling, uh, they ruled that public schools have no general power to punish students for what they say off campus. Uh, the reason being uh, was that uh, it brought in the First Amendment protections in an era when school children are in nearly constant contact with one another through social media and text messages. Uh, the decision did not protect all off-campus expression, but the court suggested that the exceptions to be worked out in future cases would be limited. The leeway uh, the First Amendment grants to schools in light of the special characteristics of an off-campus expression is diminished, wrote Justice Stephen Breyer. Uh, it was a victory for Brandy Levy, who was a ninth grader at a Pennsylvania high school, when she was punished for a message she posted to Snapchat one Saturday at a convenience store after discovering that she didn't make the varsity cheerleading team and would remain on the junior varsity squad. She used a vulgar four-letter word to write F-school, F-softball, F-cheer, F-everything. 
When the message was discovered by one of the school's cheerleading coaches, she was suspended from the junior varsity team for her entire sophomore year. She and her parents sued in a federal appeals court uh, ruled that because her message was posted, she was beyond the reach of school authorities and could not be punished. The Supreme Court did not go that far. And Wednesday's ruling brought the court's uh, earlier decision on student expression into the Internet age, age pretty much. Uh, in 1969, the court said that students and teachers do not, quote, shed their constitutional rights to freedom of speech or expression at the schoolhouse gate. Student expression cannot be regulated, the ruling said, unless it would substantially disrupt the work and discipline of the school. Uh, defending the punishment, the area school district said that the spread of smartphones and social media and the need for remote learning during the pandemic blurred the line between on-campus and off. No matter where students' expression originates, schools should be able to discipline students when a message is directed at the school and causes disruption. So, uh, you know, we have talked more and more in recent weeks about social media, what kids are posting, punishments that come from that. Uh, On this Uh case... Do you side more with the Supreme Court and kind of taking a back seat on this and saying, hey, that kind of happened not on campus, and it kind of happened where it indirectly really didn't affect, because it was Snapchat. Snaps disappear after 20-some seconds, so it didn't really affect you by that. So, therefore, you can't tell her, hey, we're going to suspend you because of a snap that you made. I, I mean, yes, I agree with the Supreme Court in this case. Uh, here's the thing. It was a dumb thing to say, and a cheerleader is supposed to be representative of their school on and off campus, and they shouldn't be using language like that. Now that that is out of the way, let's get back to reality. When I was in high school and did stuff like that, I would, if I didn't make the team, of course I was screaming and yelling. I just didn't have Snapchat when I was doing it. It's the only difference. And I never got pulled aside and said, hey, you're now suspended because you said F the school, F cheer. Okay? Um, now, the, the bigger problem here has nothing to do with her language. It has to do with the fact that she couldn't handle not making it to the varsity squad because she felt entitled. That's a separate issue. The issue at hand, though, the reason that they sued the school for her being suspended and all of that other stuff, uh, I, I agree with the Supreme Court. I don't like that it had to go to the Supreme Court. It shouldn't have gotten past. It should have gone to the coach, and the coach should have sat down and said, listen, this is not appropriate. And that should have been the end of it. You know, maybe a small punishment there, hey, you're, you know, not going to cheer in the first two, you know, first two games, or hey, you, you know, that you're thinking about moving up as an alternate, and now that's not going to happen. I don't know, something along those lines. But at some point, they do have to take responsibility for what they say. But at least he wasn't on school grounds to a school person, administrator, or otherwise saying those things. So if it's between her and a friend. Again, it goes back to way back when, when we were kids, you know, we didn't have this. So when we had, you know, we wanted to go vent to a friend, we were venting to a friend in person. These kids vent to friends via Snapchat. 
I don't know. You know, this is one. It's, a, it's a weird line. Yeah, because I was going to say we got to be careful where that line goes because at this point, you know, we know how today's kids are. If they are upset about something, they're going to make a comment about something on social media. And if it is in a setting in which it had nothing to do, they weren't in school, they weren't, you know, directing it at somebody there, it was just voicing their frustration on social media where the intended eyes was not meant to see it. I don't even know how someone at the school saw it. Uh, So at that point, it's kind of like that when a tree falls into the forest, does it make a sound? In this case, it, it did. And now we're rushing to look for the tree when, you know, I don't know if there's, you know, it's going to be a long search for that tree. And I I don't know if we really should go searching for it. And it's, I don't know if we really should be, to me, I think if you are making a viable threat on social media in regards to someone at the school or the students, is it something that you should be punished for? Yes, I think so. But if it is mm-hmm. something like they said, doesn't really disrupt business because all she said was F this, F that, F that. That was her voice of frustration because she didn't get on there, you know? And she mm-hmm. didn't say, I'm going to, like, go and kill them all or go and stab everybody. She didn't say that. She just said, F this, F this, I'm, t- I'm disappointed with it. I don't think that that's cause for someone to pretty much just suspend it. It's kind of like a little bit of overreach. You know, at that point, it it did not disrupt the schooling. And even then, depending upon how they got that message, I really don't think that, you know, it wasn't put on a school website. It was put on her own personal Snapchat. So that's why I was like, I'm a little bit uh, on the fine line about this, because for what the issue was, you or I could go on social media or you and I could go on this show and probably say, oh, man, I'm just tired of this, this, that. Is it grounds for a suspension from what we do or for trouble for what we do if we're just voicing a frustration instead of just flat out just like talking about the entity in itself, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, no, it, I hear you 100%. The only thing that I would say, and this is my only precautionary, again, this is because I'm a mom, um, and not saying that you're not a mom or anything, but, you know, you're not. Um, <laughs> but you did call me a mother. Um, no, the only thing that's, <laughs> yeah, uh, clucker, clucker, C-L-U. Um, no, here's the thing. You're right, and I don't think that the school had any right to to um, to discipline her. What I'm upset about is that somebody that's on, first of all, if you're only on the junior varsity cheerleading squad, that means there's no way that you're older than a sophomore. She's a sophomore. Um, that puts you at the 14, 15, 16-year-old range. You should not be using that language. And maybe I'm old-fashioned, but that's just baloney. If you can't <laughs> use your real like real words, use real words, um, then, yeah, if you're resulting to swear words on your own social media, that should be a punishment for just, you're an idiot. You really can't make it a cheer squad because you can't use words other than the F word, apparently. Um, but that's just me. I'm just being this week. So, you know, 
get off my lawn, kids, kind of thing. Yes, yeah, so- as Mary is shaking her fist at the people on her lawn, I will tell you that uh, we're at the halfway point of the show. Uh, coming up in just a few moments, tonight's retro moment of the week still ahead. Uh, seven out of ten, no, three in ten Americans. Uh, they're, they've become something more than ever in the pandemic. Yeah, I want it to be seven and ten. It's only three and ten. <laughs> Even though I do think it's seven to ten, because I think a few people are lying. Uh, three in ten Americans have become more <laughs> of something than ever before during the pandemic, and we'll tell you exactly what. Also on the show, uh, we will talk about a controversial song uh, that has sparked a lot of backlash for some parents. Uh, and then we will also share with you uh, how a tender date went really, really wrong, and now one person's getting sued. We're going to step carefully with that one because uh, there's a lot to talk about. I'm not. We will have those stories along with a look at what's trending on the other side. But first, you are watching page one on Blog Talk Radio. Here's tonight's Retro Moments of the Week. Yes, for parties or any time, there's nothing as downright delicious as a golden glory sundae made with log cabin syrup. Just pour log cabin over your favorite ice cream and enjoy the treat of rich, real maple flavor. Log cabin's flavor is what makes waffles taste better and French toast. Mmm, Save money. Get log cabin syrup in the big family size bottle. Once upon a time there was an engineer. Choo-choo Charlie was his name we hear. He had an engine and he sure had fun. He couldn't plant any candy to make his train run. Charlie says, love my brother plenty. Charlie says, really rings the bell. Charlie says, love my brother plenty. Don't know any other candy that I love so well. You're listening to Page One with LeVar and Mary on Block Talk Radio. Your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's LeVar and Mary. Page one with LeVar and Mary. So glad that you could be with us on this Friday night. By the way, uh, the retro moments of the week. I One, I did not know that you can put syrup on ice cream. Maybe that was a 50 thing. <laughs> I've done it before, but not often. That's only because I was I, out of, like, actual syrup, like chocolate syrup or whatever. How was it? Uh, would you do not it enough for me to remember. How's that? <laughs> would, would you do it now? <laughs> yeah. On vanilla? Absolutely. Praline? Sure. Okay. All right. Just testing. And then, of course, the wonderful Good and Plenty commercial, which, you know what? I tried a Good and Plenty once. Yeah. <laughs> oh, once. I tried a Good and Plenty once. I love it. Really? It only took one time. No, you. 
talk about you. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. Only one. The way That's you said that was I'm, see, only I, I'm one. No idiot. I'll try Sometimes I'll try it once. If I don't like it, I'm not doing it again. It's, it's almost like uh, sticking uh, a hairpin in an electric socket. Uh, you only do it once. You don't do it twice. <laughs> oh, you're not supposed to do it twice? I do it twice. No, you're not supposed to do it twice. As a person from experience who did it once, I can tell you it is not a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Okay. Yes. I singed uh, three of my fingers because uh, I was growing up and I was a very uh, busy-body young person. And someone had dropped the hairpin. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wonder what happens if I put it in the socket. And, yeah, we all know what happens. Yeah. Yeah, he got a fro. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it did not happen. Sorry, it couldn't happen. No, just the singe, just, just singe fingers. Nothing else. Nothing else happened. So. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. Um, no tingly but, toes. No burnt ends. Burnt okay. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. So, yeah. So, as for... Good and plenty. It's definitely enough for me, dog. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely enough. Yeah, definitely enough for me, dog. (laughs) Yep. That's where we're going. (laughs) Um, So, one of the stories this week, um, commentary has uh, risen a lot here over Christian singer Matthew West's latest song. And it's not just from fans, it's from angry parents, too. The song titled Modest is Hottest was released on June 18th, and it begins with him telling his two daughters who are featured in the music video, it's time to have a talk. Uh, He says, the boys are coming around because you're beautiful, and it's all your mother's fault, he sings, while the camera pans to his wife, who's standing in the kitchen. He continues, Modest is Hottest, the latest fashion trend is a little more Amish, a little less Kardashian, what the boys really love is a turtleneck and a sensible pair of slacks. Honey, modest is hottest. Sincerely, your dad. Later in the song, he shares his true feelings for popular social media platform TikTok with the entire family dressed in black turtlenecks and khaki pants. If I catch you doing dances on TikTok in the crop top, so hope you God you'll be grounded till the world stops. He wrote that it's a lighthearted take on an age-old struggle. And while his Instagram post for his song's debut garnered support from listeners who found uh, his lyrics humorous, others were more critical. One comment wrote, how do you think your daughters feel? The start of the song says that boys are looking at your daughters only because they're beautiful. What about their love of Jesus or their personality? I'm saying that you have told your daughters that the only reason that boys want them is because of their bodies. Another time, Ben, this is triggering for me. Purity, modesty, culture is toxic in so many ways. Uh, one mom told uh, the Today Show that... Uh, she grew up listening to Christian music and enjoyed it, but the narrative of the song is not something she would want her daughter to hear. She says, "What a girl does not, uh, what a girl wears, does not equal her worth. Girls don't wear clothes because it's what the boys really love. If you're comfortable in modest clothing, rock it. And if you want to dance on TikTok in the clothes you love, don't let people like Matthew West tell you that it's bad." Uh, She's not the only parent taking issue with the song, as one pastor who frequently discusses controversial ideologies on his TikTok had his own take on the hit, which he recreated using new lyrics. And 
On Twitter, West shared that his intent with the song was to serve as a reminder to his daughters and did not respond for further comment. Um, he also, uh, yeah, so I think you told me that you think that the video is now off of YouTube. Nothing. It is off of YouTube. It is off of YouTube, so unfortunately, if you were looking to watch it, it's gone. Um, there well, was I just, another... I just sang um, some of the lyrics for <laughs> Right? And they were just awesome. Um, and then on top of that, there's some other posts that he did. I, I believe that he did tweet out the one that was like, um, this was supposed to be a satire, you know. I wanted to distract people from... The last thing I want to do is distract people from the real reason I make music that is to spread message of hope and love to the world. Probably signed girl dad, hashtag girl dad. Um, somebody else has made a TikTok video with new lyrics that are basically, you know what, I don't care what you wear as the boys are being stupid, gouge their eyes out or bring them here. I've got guns and alibis, you know, and, and the, the normal dad, like if I have a teenage daughter kind of statement. Um, in a very funny way, so that's done too. Um, and then on top of that, like some of his tweets have been <sighs> lovingly re- reworded by other people with big red X's that said, I was wrong to make this. I'm sorry. You know, just things of that nature. <laughs> um, so, and, and that's across the board. That's regardless of whether or not somebody's a mother of a teen, um, a, a teen girl themselves, um, men, women across the board. So, yeah, there's a lot of backlash on that, and the people that, and it's very divided. There are people that wholeheartedly support it too. So, I mean, I'm on the side of the backlash, but there are people that wholeheartedly support it. I think it's trash. <laughs> I think it's stupid, and I have a teenage daughter. Um, uh, I am lucky yeah. that my teenage daughter does not want to like show off her hoo ha on TikTok, but. I've also taught her there's a difference between being proud of who you are and doing mm-hmm. something for attention. So if she feels comfortable in clothes that I would think need to be a little bit more modest, not my call on that. If she is strong enough in her personality and knows how to be respectful, and that's just it. It's right. like I think the world needs to come down to you're going to be respectful. I'm sorry. No matter what you wear, there's going to be people that are going to look at you and, and, and what's the word? Not idolize. Um, they're going to, they're going to make you into, they're going to, they're going to ogle you and they're going to make you into an object. They're not going to treat you like a human being. And there are people right. out there that do that no matter what. You could walk outside right. covered from head to toe <laughs> and I, I they do the same thing. I was thinking of uh, Lindsay Palis, the model, and I'm not sure if you've ever seen Lindsay. And and Mm -hmm. Lindsay could be wearing a potato sack or be wearing something, you know, really conservative, and people will probably still talk about it. Um, You know, and I think she has mentioned things like this time and again on her Twitter and the backlash that she always receives, and even then she's a model. So when she is even wearing things on modeling shoots, people still give her a lot of backlash or people come at her wrong. And, uh, you know, 
it's one of those things where unfortunately society still has people who think that you should be their version of a swimsuit should be like 1920s where you're pretty much wearing nothing and you know all the way down covered all the way and just showing off your toe um times have changed and like we said if you feel comfortable in whatever you want to wear uh and it's sad that we even have to like talk about stuff like this where someone is saying hey you know they're looking at you because of this and you need to do this and whether you everyone is and i don't want to let's see i'm going to be very careful with this but especially in that case it almost too like the lady said it triggers something because you're telling them they're beautiful so you know it's kind of like you're beautiful so that's what's going to happen if you do this 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 and that you know and now you're going to make them feel some type of way and it's, it's almost it's almost I don't want to say it this way, but it almost felt like the only reason boys were looking at you is because you're pretty, so you need to ugly it up to get right. taken seriously as a human being. And that's wrong. Why can't you be beautiful and be taken seriously? Why can't? Why do you have to? Why do you have to be ugly, quote unquote ugly? And I, I don't. I know plenty of beautiful women that are smart, that are strong, that are sensitive, that are that are. They're just all around great people. And sometimes, and I'm not going to even lie about this, there are days when I get jealous of those people because it's like, damn it, you are everything. Like, you're, not only are you brilliant and, and smart and wicked and funny and all the things that I would love to be as just a personality, on top of that, you're a beautiful woman. Like, I think you're beautiful. I think you're hot. I switch teams for you. And it's like, even in those t- even in those moments, why can't you be that? Why can't you be a smoking hot person and be completely a wonderful personality on top of that? Why do you, why does it have to be either or? Why can't it be both? Right. And yeah. why can't we teach our daughters that they are both? Right. Regardless of whether or not anybody else in the world thinks one way or the other, why don't we teach our daughters that they are both? I am in total agreement with you. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see if if that song is down. We'll, it'll be interesting to see uh, if it comes back up or if he will uh, change the lyrics, maybe, or if he will um, come out with something entirely brand new. But we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, it's it's a learning experience for people who maybe want to do songs like that. Uh, and, and, you know, here's the thing. I'm not here to tell anybody what they can, can't do. I mean, what you do in your own household and how you raise your kids is your own way or what message you want to convey. But in a world like this, we have to be careful of the overall message that we're conveying because while you want them to be a certain way, um, you also have to remember to let them be them and love themselves, you know? So, um, yeah, so now that's the interesting story with that. Uh, real quick, want to take a look at what is trending here tonight. Go Bolts is trending as the Tampa Bay Lightning will go back to their second uh, consecutive Stanley Cup finals as they beat the New York Islanders tonight. 
Uh, they will face off against the Montreal Canadiens, uh, who hadn't been or who haven't been to the uh, Stanley Cup final since 1993. Uh, good to see a Canadian team in there. <laughs> Normally it is mostly uh, North American teams. You don't really get lately a Canadian team in a Stanley Cup final. And uh, Montreal is kind of the little uh, engine that could this year. Wasn't really expected to be there. Uh, but now they are, and Tampa Bay is there. So this should be a pretty interesting series, and hopefully it will not be, quote, uh, an ugly sweep, but uh, hopefully one that's competitive. But uh, both of those teams trending tonight. SmackDown is trending tonight. Uh, Simone Biles also trending tonight. What she has done is nothing short of amazing. Um, she's been putting on a show here at the gym trials, and I am sure that, uh, come Olympic time, she will do the same and be bringing home more gold. Uh, you know, they always say watch greatness while it is still performing. You know, just as the same, uh, you know, with, you know, Olympic Olympians who are around for maybe two or three Olympics, uh, you know, what she's doing is nothing short of greatness. So uh, she is trending tonight. Uh, Love After Lockup is back tonight. Uh, if you are a fan of the WeTV series, that is on tonight. Uh, and then uh, Big Hero 6 is trending. Uh, the reason why oh. was that someone came out. Uh, I love these things where they come out with a list of things to keep or which to get rid of. And the question uh was you can only keep three of these Disney animated films. Which ones are you choosing? And the list was The Princess and the Frog, Raya and the Last Dragon, Big Hero 6, Wreck-It Ralph, Tangled, uh, Frozen, Zootopia, and uh, Mona. So Big Hero Moana. 6 is trending. <laughs> Mo- but it says M-O-A-N-A. Yeah, Moana. Moana. Is that how it's pronounced? It's a oh, well, you're the Disney yeah, person here. Yeah, that's that's why I yeah. don't watch this. Just give you the story. Polynesian, uh, man, that's Moana. <laughs> Moana, Moana. Who's <laughs> saying? Um, yeah. So yeah. So Moana, but Big Hero Six is the one that is trending the most. So I guess a lot of people love that one. Um, it's it's very understated. I will say that. It's fun. <laughs> okay. Uh, Derek Chauvin uh, is trending, of course. Pat Robertson, and uh, yeah, I'm not going to tell you the entire story on that one, but you pretty much have to watch and see why Pat Robertson is trending again. Usually it is not good, and it this one is not. Um, <laughs> UFOs are also trending. Uh, a U.S. report on UFOs finds, quote, no explanation for sightings. So, uh, yeah, once again, we are left wanting to know. <laughs> Um, if an unidentified good. flying object was sighted, come on. <laughs> no explanation. Uh, good Girls is actually trending. A lot of people disappointed as it's been canceled at NBC as a move to Netflix falls apart. Uh, so, unfortunately, if you are a fan of that show, uh, it will now be gone. And also trending tonight nationally. Didn't think it would. But Lakeshore Drive is trending tonight. Uh, Lakeshore Drive here in Chicago, the famed 
uh, it's not an expressway, the famed driveway uh, that runs along the lakefront uh, here in Chicago. Uh, the city council here has officially renamed it after the city's founder, uh, John Baptiste uh, Point du Sable. Uh, it will be renamed John Baptiste Point du Sable Lakeshore Drive. Uh, so some people say they're still going to call it Lakeshore Drive or LSD. Uh, some people very upset as they feel that renaming Lakeshore Drive is the last thing people should be worried about uh, here in this city. Uh, and then some people, like I said, here in Chicago, when you rename things, uh, we have short-term memory here. It is kind of like, you know, Sears Tower uh, being renamed to Willis Tower. But what do we still call it? Sears Tower. Sears Tower. <laughs> I call it Sears Tower still. I've been called out on it. But, like, this hasn't been called that in years. Like, and? Mm-hmm. Yes. So here in this city, you can rename it anything you want to, but we are still probably going to call it what it originally was known as. So, uh, but they've also tra- Yeah, yeah. Um, So um, I'm going to tell you About a story here And I'm going to be very careful here Uh, This comes from the New York Post A woman Claims that a stinky Tender date Tried to sue her for turning down Sex Uh, So I guess She didn't want him to take her to Funky Town Uh, So a Canadian woman is claiming that an odoriferous tender date tried suing her for turning down sex as he claims that she had violated, quote, their verbal contract. A video chronicling the uproarious uh, incident currently boasts almost 250,000 views on TikTok. The alleged victim, Emily McKinnon, set the smelly scene. She said that, quote, so we matched on Tinder. He was a law student at the time. We went back to his place. It was implied that we were going to hook up, but I never explicitly stated that. However, the influencer quickly pulled the plug on Hanky Panky after a date, quote, removed his undergarments and released the stench. She says, I was standing up and I still smelled it, adding that there was, quote, like skid marks in his undies and he had not washed in a long time and he needed some new fruit of the looms. McKinnon aired the smelly fellow's dirty laundry in a series of viral TikTok videos. Suffice it to say, the aspiring lawyer didn't appreciate her uh, turning up her nose at him and decided to pursue legal action. She says, quote, I had left, and a few days later, he had paid someone to serve me with papers to, like, sue me for breaking a verbal contract. But it's okay. I fixed it because he had spent a bunch of time telling me about how his dad's a lawyer, so I made an appointment with his dad and just, like, told on him to his dad. She concluded the vid by lambasting her former funk buddy, who reportedly is now a real, quote, lawyer employed by his dad. The Girl Scout gal continued to write into, uh, well, uh, this is her, not us, and it is all allegedly what she says. And to Chad, the man who tried to sue me, I know you watch every single thing that I do. We met one time. You're musty. That's really lame. You need to move it along, buddy, quote, unquote. Uh, years have passed since the failed lawsuit, but she uh, has said uh, that, uh, yeah, uh, it just didn't go well because of that. Uh, <laughs> I don't, 
here's the thing. I really am glad that this did not uh, go any further. Um, and I know that she got like a lot of people who either laughed with, along with her um, or another one who actually suggested <laughs> that she try to get the fellow disbarred, but she said that she didn't want to ruin anyone's career. Um, it, it, it. I have a feeling he'll do it himself. I yeah. didn't say that out loud. <laughs> yeah. Tender. Here's, no one <laughs> owes you anything. We all know what Tender's for, but no one owes you anything. Even if you went and paid someone money, no one owes you anything, especially in regards to that. And if that is the case, and that is true of what happened, dude, what made you think that she was going to sleep with you after that smell? That's a total turnoff. Okay. What's your thoughts? Two things that I'm going to say. <laughs> My thoughts. Thoughts. Deep thoughts. Um, two things in this whole situation. I don't care if you have a verbal contract, if you have a written contract, if you have any kind of contract. Because of consent, that can be pulled at any point in time. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, you said it was in Canada, right? So I don't know if Canadian yeah. laws are the same as U.S. laws, but in, at least in the U.S., I could, yeah, I could say to you, yeah, let's go have sex, and you could say, okay, great, we get to your house and be like, eh, you know what, I don't want you anymore. And you have to say, I don't owe you at that point. As soon as they say I don't want you anymore, or you might say, you know what, I don't want you anymore. And in either case, as soon as that's said, we have to stop. Then it's late. Mm-hmm. So be thankful, guy, that you didn't push it because then it would be rape and your lawsuit would look real stupid, real stupid, real fast, because right. somebody ends up in jail. Um, mm-hmm. So that's number one. Number two, going on a date. I don't care if it's Tinder or anything. You could be trolling down Sunset Boulevard trying to find a lady of the night. I don't care. If you're planning on taking off your undies, your knickers, your, your panties, whatever you want to call them, if you're planning on taking it off, wash down there at least. Like, come on. You know that part's going to get used. Wash By it. the way, that rule goes, that rule goes for both. Yeah, I was going to say that rule goes for both yes, men yes. and women. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I, I did not say a gender. I said if you think you're going to be going out there and trying to find somebody to have a little hanky-panky with, wash your junk. Like, wash your junk. And that's ladies, men, and everything. And when I'm saying wash your junk, not just the main parts, wash all around it. You never know what, what kind of smell permeates from other areas nearby. But just wash up, people. You see... <laughs> I'm go back to when I was a kid. When you left the house, and I don't know if your mom did this or if it's just a kind of like small town atmosphere or whatever, but my mom always said, when we leave the house, you have clean hair, clean teeth, and clean underwear. Those are the three big things. Because if you get into a car accident and somebody has to give you mouth to mouth, at least your hair is done, and if your teeth are brushed, and if they have to take your, if they have to take clothes off, then at least your underwear is clean. Like those are your three things. Like if you get some class, well, here's my question. This is 
Here's, here's well, my question. If you get into an accident, what if you have some internal injuries and now you're either bleeding from the mouth or you soiled yourself? So that kind of all negates itself, doesn't mm-hmm. it? It does. Don't need to say that with clean stuff. I, I didn't say that it was my. I didn't say that it was a good rule. I'm just. Well, I mean, I am saying it's a good rule. I'm not saying it made sense. I'm just saying it's a good rule. And if you're going out on a date, clean hair, clean teeth, and you know, clean underwear. You know, it, it, if you're those three things, not, you might get further along. I was going to say that's that's a very important rule now because I think with some people being home for the pandemic, they probably forgot some things. So I hope that some people pick back up on good habits. <laughs> so, I hope so. But uh, that is Mary's rule to all of you. <laughs> or a lawsuit will follow. Right. Don't expect me to give you a kiss if your teeth are gross. And if you're going to take off your underwear and I get some snow and I'm walking out, that's how that's going to work. <laughs> oh, man. I was going to watch myself on that one, sorry. Yeah. Well, top of the hour here, uh, you're listening to page one. Uh, an interesting study here. Uh, in Search of More Spice was the article. And it states that three in ten Americans – oh, by the way, uh, before I go into this story, uh, <laughs> we are all adults. Yeah, yes, it's mature content. And if you're not an adult, you shouldn't be listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, I feel like at times that I need to have the um, the little tagline like, the following program is rated R. <laughs> Something like that. Is this for some story? For violence and sexually explicit. This one kind of might go there a little bit. So I am forewarning you. That's why I left it for <laughs> Um But anyway, three in ten Americans became, <laughs> became riskier than ever before during the pandemic. Uh, it says cuffs, plugs, and vibrators. Oh, my. A new study finds all the time sitting inside during the coronavirus pandemic is making many adults friskier than ever before. In a survey of 2,000 Americans, more than 3 in 10 people, or 32%, admit to having a kink that their partner doesn't know about. Another 46% in relationships want to spice up their sex life, but worry that their partner will judge them. Uh, These hidden desires include trying new sex positions, 44%, and kinks such as public sex, 23%, BDSM, 22%, and role-playing, 21%. Now, the poll was conducted by one poll on behalf of Mystery Vibe, and the study finds 3 in 10 believe their sex drive is increasing during the COVID-19 pandemic. 4 in 10 people are more open to exploring their sex life and sexual desires now than before the pandemic. In fact, men are much more open to spicing things up now, 54%, in comparison to women at 30%. I don't know why there's such a huge difference in that. Uh, Some fantasies, however, such as involving multiple partners or group sex at 27%, S&M, Rihanna's favorite, she made a song about it, I'm just saying, 26%, and BDSM, 24%, are still too taboo to attempt. Men are more likely to consider SNM off limits at 32%, while women believe that multiple partners and group sex is just too risque at 25%. Four in 10 want to try sex toys, including 43% of men and only 23% of women. 
but are afraid of how their partner will react to the idea. And I know that some of you ladies are lying on that one because I know a lot of you have no, a super drawer. Huh? No, I don't think so. They said that they they were afraid that their partner wouldn't want to or something. How did it go? The 23% of women. It was 23% of women. They were afraid of how their partner would react to the idea. But I'm like, well, we all, every guy knows okay. what you have. That's, what it, that's why it's only 23%. Because the rest of us already are like, we already know you know we got this stuff. We're just asking, do you want to be part of this or do you want me to do this on my own? Thank you. In some cases, the sex toys themselves expose a hidden fear factor. Butt plugs at 27%, anal beads at 24%, whips 23%, top the list of most intimidating sex toys for Americans. Nearly half of male respondents add that they feel uncomfortable bringing up the notion of sex toys to their partner compared to 3 in 10 women. Additionally, 56% feel like it's more socially acceptable for women to use sex toys than men. Now, researchers have found a lack of sexual experimentation can be a relationship deal-breaker. A quarter of respondents would break up with a partner who's unwilling to experiment in bed, 34% of men and 19% of women. Among those in a relationship, 57% want to improve their communication skills with their partner regarding sex but don't know where to start. Uh, Dr. Uh, Som Ras- Raskett, because I'm really being careful with that last name, who's the CEO of Mystery Vibe, said the statement that sex toys can be a great segue to exploring sexual desires with a partner and enhance the relationship by bringing your fantasies to life together. However, we all have different uh, anatomies and erogenous zones, so it could be a daunting task finding toys that will arouse you and your partner. Before I get into the full list of things people are interested in to try with a partner, I once found a list, and I think you remember when I sent it to you, of all of the list of erogenous zones. I think it was like, how many was it? It was like a look. Um, there was way too many. There was way too many. Yeah. And some of them were weird. Yeah, it was, it was some quite Some of them were quite what? weird. Like, in the elbow or something was one. <laughs> and I know the one that, that uh, you get very, uh, like, Bad vibes about is in the ear as well, but uh, <laughs> never yeah, made. in the ear, <laughs> around the ear I can handle. You stick the tongue in the ear, it's like, oh, 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 oh. It's like all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it's like Swimmer's ear, and I can't hear nothing. And like, nope, nope, nope. Now I'm not paying attention. <laughs> now I'm thinking there's a teacher, and that's unattractive. So the list, the things people are interested to try with the partner. At number ten was voyeurism at 12%. Uh, number nine was S&M, uh, 13%. Phone sex, webcam sex was at number eight at 15%. At number seven, impact play, which is either spanking, flogging, paddling, or consensual striking at 17%. I don't know who would like consensual striking. Uh, orgasm control was number six at 18%. Anal sex at number five. Number four was a multiple partner or group sex at 20%. Number three, role-playing. Number two, bondage, discipline, dominance, and submission. And at number one, public sex. So next time you're out, take a look around. If you do see some people acting weirdly, more than likely it was that 23% that wanted to try it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Are you surprised by the study, or does it sound just about right? Um, I think some some of the percentages are low. I will say that. 
uh, I think. But, yeah, no, it's pretty well on the mark. I, I think that people are actually becoming a little bit more open with sexuality and, and experimentation. Um, like I said before, I think that like some of the ones that are low, it's, it's how you're reading it. So, like, with the women with the sex toys, it's not that they don't have sex toys or that they don't want to bring up sex toys. It's that they already have, like, if anything, their partners brought it up for them. Like, so, uh, do you got any? Because I know you got some. If you've got your secret stash. We know you've got a stash somewhere. We all got a stash somewhere. It's not even secret. <laughs> There's a box. It's there. It's right out on the out. table. Is that what you're <laughs> no, no, no. It's not out on the table, but pretty damn close. Um, but I'm also that kind of person where it's like, I'm not about to hide the fact that I am a very sexual person. <laughs> Now, am I going out and just finding whomever to go woo with? No. Like, I do it right. Well, I think I do it right anyway, and I haven't gotten any complaints. But <laughs> I don't go out there and just, like, do something that's what I think would be considered in, inappropriate. Um, but I do think some of those some of those um, percentages are a little low. I think they are a little bit higher um, in all fairness and honesty. Now, the question comes down to how honest are you with that? Um, with everybody being stuck indoors, you know, now you're staring at your partner, you know? Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's the person you chose. And they chose you. And now the question comes back, like, okay, what do I do to, to, to make this spicy? What, what do I do to heighten that experience? What do I do to, you know, change it up a little bit? Because we don't all want to be stagnant. It's not like, you know, get the light off, one position, five minutes later you change positions, five minutes later you go, ooh, baby, and it's the end of the session with you guys. You go, one person cleans up, the next person cleans up, you go to bed. Like, that would be the most boring thing ever. <laughs> like, there's got to be some spice. There's got to be some variety. So it makes sense that people were starting to look at that. BDSM and S&M, I think, have gotten more mainstream since the whole phenomenon of um, Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, whether or not it's actual BDSM and actual S&M, I can't tell you, but I do believe that, that the idea of that has gotten more mainstream and a lot more people have thought of that. Um, striking, I don't know what that means. But that sounds a little scary it's to me. Consensual striking. So uh, I'm, I'm taking it for what it really I mean, means. Consensual, it, like spanking is one thing. Like to, striking maybe? Is what it, yeah, striking is what – no, but you do know that there are some uh, – it's controversial, but there are some forms of adult entertainment where uh, the person is slapping and hitting uh, the one person. Which I don't understand why that's even out there. Uh, but there seems to be a, a fetish for it. But it is one of those ones that has gotten a lot of controversy um, in that industry. But no, consensual striking is what some people put it as, which is, is yeah. Not even going to go there on that one. Um, so, yeah, but uh, yeah. no, that's. I don't know. I mean, that is, that is, some of that stuff was like, yeah. I was nodding along going, mm-hmm. I do, I, yes, I do in the yes category, yes, I do in the yes category. Do a lot of those, um, or tried categories. There's a lot of stuff right now. 
when it comes down to it. Like you said, I'm very open about my experience with sexuality, which makes it probably very easy to talk to, or not talk to me, but to talk about. So I don't, it doesn't throw me off. And that also helps when the conversations come up as well. Because it's like, yeah, I've been there, done that. What? What do you need to talk about? Like, let's just put it out there on the table. It is what it is. You know? So, yeah. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. How you doing? <laughs> That's, uh... And, my, and if you'd like to follow me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, Excuse me while I whip this out. That's hilarious. Never gets old. Um. Never gets old. So how about you? What about you? Do you think it's? Do you think it's the? Um, uh, have you think? Do you think that that like the 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 percentages are low? Oh, you know what? I am mm, I am more surprised because I, I think that we I don't know I'm more surprised by some of the <laughs> women's numbers and I don't, and I'm gonna get in so much trouble for saying this because here's the thing. There are a lot of women out there recently, and if there's any indication by how some people are on Snapchat or how they are on social media, there are a lot more sexual than guys, and pretty much talk about it every day. And the thing is that I think I was surprised by the respondents to this. The guys' ones I wasn't surprised about. The women's numbers were a little bit lower, and I thought that they would almost – I knew it would be lower than the guys' numbers, but not that low. I kind of figured that it would probably be less than uh, maybe like 10 percentage points or around that area, plus or minus 10%. So if 40% of guys said, yeah, I like this, I almost expected 30% of women to be like, yeah, I like it too. You know, I did not expect it to be like a huge almost two-to-one margin where there was less women who were into particular things, or, or but also too – comes the asterisk where they were afraid of what their partners thought of them. And I think that for some guys, uh, a large percentage of guys, and no pun intended, they're going to shoot their shot and say, hey, if I want to do this, I'm going to put it out there and I'm going to be bold about it. And if I want to add a partner or if I want to do public sex, I'm going to be the person that takes the lead on it. And I know that a lot of women aren't going to want to do that for fear of what their partner is going to think of them. So, like I said, I was surprised at the low number to it, but thought it, I knew it would be low, but I just didn't think that some things would be that low. Um, but as for the list, I'm not shocked of where it's at. I actually thought that uh, with the advent of things in regards to phone sex and webcam sex, that that would probably be a little higher uh, than some things. Uh, even more surprised that uh, anal sex fell at number five below the multiple partner and below the role playing, because the first thing that a lot of guys, uh, which I, I don't know why, and like I said, it's you know the aspect of it that some people 
do that as well. Uh, the public sex, I'm shocked, was number one. Um, I, I think I it's, a, think it's the, the thrill of the being caught. Okay. It's the thrill of being caught, but you know what? A lot of people, I think, I didn't think that, that would be like a top-of-the-list type of thing. You know, um, I, I thought it would be along there, probably top five, but not that not at number one. Um, so I think that's mm-hmm. what I kind of took away. And I think BDSM was really shocking that it was at number two. Um, After the whole Not really, no, I didn't think so I thought role playing might be above that I thought, you know, BDSM would be top five But not at number two That's why I think I was a little bit shocked at the numbers So um, Welcome to page one after dark (laughs) But uh, (laughs) uh, It's always an interesting thing. Actually, there was another article that came out, and I'm not sure if I want to talk about it tonight or leave it for next week. Um, I I guess I will leave it for next week. It's an interesting new Netflix dating show that's coming out, Um, but we'll talk about that. uh. (laughs) Okay. All right. We'll talk about it next week. Uh, we'll leave it, we'll share it for next week. Uh, but before we go, I know we had our top five list. I want to debut something new on the show tonight called the list. And this pretty much came because I was discussing with Mary, as I stated earlier, uh, different hotels or themed hotels out there in Las Vegas. And really there are a lot of themed hotels. I mean, Hooters was probably one of the big ones. And uh, we themed my main name of like brand name so if you have any you can share it with us and then i'll share my list and i'll tell you if we kind of matched along the way here well there was the only couple that came up with were the ones that we talked about before like um doing like a mcdonald's one with an adult playland and that kind of thing um that would be mm-hmm. one of them um but i couldn't think of um Unless I'm going along the line of Hooters, and that would be like Tokus Hills or um, Twin Peaks or whatever, and those kind of restaurant kind of things. I'm trying to think of something else. Starbucks did come up in my brain, but I didn't know how that would be something that they could do. Actually, you know, like, match because I did Would say, it be a latte or what? Actually, I did say a Starbucks hotel, and I, and I think that they should have, like, spas which do coffee facials or, like, little <laughs> stuff like that. And you should probably have, like, uh, uh, coffee-themed things throughout the rest. only for you true coffee lovers, you know, like uh, 24-hour, like, coffee downstairs or something. Or you can do a coffee ride where it's like the water is coffee or whatever it is. Uh, I also am shocked. I don't know if I'd want to ride on a coffee ride, but okay. No, coffee ride, coffee ride. <laughs> um, so I had five. I said the Starbucks hotel, and then I'm also shocked that there's not a Disney hotel. I know Disney World and Disneyland, that's what they do it for, but I'm highly shocked that they haven't really broke their way into the Las Vegas thing. Because think about it. If you want to do something more adult and you can't take the kids with you, this is your chance to bring the kids to Vegas. If you drop them off at their room or drop them off in a special area in which, you know, a parent will have to come back and take you, but they have to be at a certain age, uh, where 
you could sit and watch either Disney movies all day or do Disney-themed things. They're going to be there for hours. So while they're doing all that, you can go off and gamble somewhere. <laughs> the best of both worlds. That's not a, that's not a bad thought. Yeah, that's not a bad thought. I, I'm highly shocked that Disney has not had that. Then my other one that I said was the Amazon Hotel, where 24-hour shopping, different types of Amazon stores within there. You also have a casino, an Amazon casino, and besides cash, you can also win maybe some Amazon cash or particular prizes, or you could do 24-hour shopping from your room and have it either shipped there or shipped to your house, but kind of like a potpourri of, like, Amazon. Highly shocked they haven't done anything like that. Uh, also, And then, of course, they'd have Amazon stop. Music and Amazon Movies in the room. Yes. <laughs> also, a Wingstop hotel. If you're going to get rid of Hooters, you might as well bring Wingstop and just have, you know, Wingstop-themed things that the Hooters restaurant used to have as well. You just and want finally, the ranch. That's what you want. <laughs> yes, I just want the ranch. You can shop for a Jugs and Ranch there. And then finally, right. the last thing that I thought that somebody would have that I'm highly shocked that they have not done it, and I would like to take credit when this happens, because this is how sure I am that this is going to happen. I think that there should be an Apple hotel where everything is run by Apple products. So for those of us like me who goes to that hotel in the room, uh, you can rent an option to use a MacBook to control different Apple TVs or Apple products throughout the room. And if you like it at the end of your stay, you can have the option to purchase it. Or there's an Apple store on site where you can try out all the latest things and Apple theme uh, things going on where you can use MacBooks or the iPhone pads or uh, iPads to order your food. And Yeah, what greater way than to have an Apple place or if you already have your own Apple products, you can just use that as either your key or you could use that to pay for things with Apple Pay, and it's all Apple. So do the iHotel? Yeah. Or it could just be the Apple Hotel. The Apple Hotel, the iHotel. Got it. iCasino. Yeah. Yep, iCasino. The, 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 the only reason I giggle right now is because you're probably right. It's probably going to show up, like, next year. It will. It will. And I won't get credit for it. We do know that the great thing about doing this show is that stuff uh, stays on here in perpetuity. So, <laughs> March the 8th, June 25th, 2021, when I told you that Apple's going to do an Apple Hotel or a big, huge, like, something in Vegas that will have to do with Apple. It's just a matter of time before one of those places actually do it. And if you are one of those places, I would like a free hotel stay uh, or a free weekend or something as needed. Okay. Yes. But the old clock on the wall, wow, we really did go a little long way. Um, yeah, <laughs> we did. Really yeah, we did. So uh, in closing, did you have any shout-outs tonight? Uh, no shout-outs, just, you know, stay safe, stay cool, stay hydrated, and then, you know, join us over on all of our social medias on Wednesday. Yes, Social Media Wednesday, 
uh, make sure to go follow Mary either on uh, Instagram or on Twitter at Blue Mama, or mm-hmm. uh, call me at Comment BTR, or you can follow the podcast either on Apple or on iHeartRadio. So, yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, we will do this again next Friday night, 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central, <laughs> where we always here for you. Next weekend, 4th of July weekend. It is here already. Um, I know. Yeah, it is going kind of fast. So, uh, but with that, we thank you so much for listening. And uh, no shout-outs for me tonight. I will just say, as always, in closing, uh, take care of each other, be kind to each other, uh, and as always, uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at News Comment BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple.